he was an addict from the age of 12 and he, I'm going to let him tell you about his recovery, his journey and everything else. Um, now there is something weird though, because I, I get that you're only my second guest, but I'm seeing a pattern with addicts and skydiving. And you said that mm. you're a licensed skydiver and you yeah. skydiver on your skydive on your own a lot. So is it like, okay, Kevin said it was because he's a complete adrenaline junkie. Like his thing was Coke and, you know, speech. So anything that can give him that feeling, he's like in. Is that what it is for you? Um, I think it's more for me about uh, being aware that I'm alive, you know, right. um, being intentional about living, you know, um, like feeling uh, every blink, you know, hearing every breath, being aware of every heartbeat, understanding that there is blood flowing through my veins and nothing gets me in the moment so much and uh, so intentional about the fact that I'm alive, like skydiving and a couple other um, extreme sport things. The adrenaline's great. The, the you know, the, the feeling is amazing, but it just really brings me into that moment to where I am very aware of my own mortality. See, that makes a lot of sense. It does, because we spent so long trying to kill ourselves <laughs> that, you know, feeling alive now is is kind of where we want to be. You know, I get that feeling from um, being with my kids and doing hmm. stuff with my kids. You know, I, I, I blame old mom. But, you know, that's where I feel the most alive is when I'm doing yeah. something with them and I know they're having fun and I did that. You know what I mean? Yep, so, exactly. Yeah. And not just them. I mean, other people too. I think that's where I get my rush is, totally. you know, but yeah. nobody wants to hear about me. Everybody wants to hear about you. So, um, you have been an addict since the time you were 12. That's young. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I believe it was before then, you know, I firmly, uh, believe that the, uh, behaviors I was building way before the drugs and the alcohol prevented themselves. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, uh, when I wanted to escape my reality, or change the way I felt, there were certain things that I would do before the drugs and the alcohol ever came into my life. Um, when I wanted to escape my reality, I would manipulate my mom or my dad into letting me play video games more, or you know, um, isolate and watch cartoons for an extended period of time. And when I wanted to change the way I felt, I would you know, hoard uh, junk food you know, or eat copious amounts of sugar. Like that that, that's, that, that's what I did first, you know, because the goal was to not be me the goal was to get out of you know my reality stop feeling the way i was feeling and that was lost and disconnected and you know a lack of identity and scared and confused and so whatever i could do to not feel that way that's what i did you that's know so i built those like behaviors a, yeah that's like a running theme a lack of identity the totally. wanting and excuse my sniffing you guys my allergies it's not the rona my allergies are like <laughs> so I, I really apologize but yeah, like the wanting to fit in, but never feeling like we fit in, even when we fit in. Yeah. It's so wild. Totally, totally yeah. wanting to like just be somebody else. You yeah. know, anybody but yeah. us. Or find yeah. out find out who I am, right? Because right. I didn't know who I was, exactly. let alone one. Like if, if I if I understood that I was anybody, I would have been fine with that, you know, but I, I didn't know I didn't know who I was. All I had were these feelings that 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 I that I that I hated. You know, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't get out of them unless I had an external substance to do that at the time. You know, um, it's crazy because for me, like 
it was the drugs that you know that, that that got me connected but it was also really easy to be accepted by them you know it was really hard for me to be an athlete i had to try really hard you know it was really hard for me to be a, a nerd or a geek right I had, to, I had to know a lot of stuff you know it was really hard for me to be a part of the popular kid so who was all i, I had to do uh, all i had to do to be a part of the, the drug addicts was just do drugs and i was infected so i had got connection and i got identity and i got community you know, and it was, it was the least amount of work for the most amount of payoff, you know, at that point. Right. You know, so it was a no brainer for me at that point. Yeah. 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 That makes all, that makes a lot of sense. Cause it's like, Oh, yeah. as long as I'm holding, everybody's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm instantly, Oh, Taylor. Oh, he's the, you know, I, I, they're like, Oh, he's cool. Or, Oh, he's, you know, he's one of us, you know? And so there's that just camaraderie right off the bat. You know, I didn't have to do anything else except for the drugs. I didn't have to come from a certain place. I didn't have to have a certain amount of money. All I had to do was just do these drugs as well. And I was a part of, you know, and, and a lot of people don't talk about that community aspect of, of drug addicts, you know, eventually it turns on us and we end up being isolated and alone. Right. But there's a very, very, you know, early com- camaraderie in, you know, in the early stages that is very enticing and, and very attractive. That's the, the video that uh, drugs are fun until they're not. Dude, they're a blast. I mean, until they're not. Yeah, totally. They, yeah. they. Well, so here's the thing. It's like drugs did exactly what I wanted them to do, even up, even up until the time before I got sober. You know, they, they never turned their back on me. They never didn't do what I wanted them to do. They never stopped working. I loved every second of it. I never stopped loving the drug. Mm-hmm. Never. You know, I stopped, uh, you know, uh, loving uh, where my life was, you know, and what I wasn't able to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I pretty much accepted every consequence of that. If I wanted to be a drug addict, I had to take care of the consequences. I had to accept the consequences. If I wanted to be a lawyer, I had to go to law. If I wanted to be a drug addict, I had to go to jail and get Hep C and, you know, uh, you know, have my mother cry constantly and, and be worried, you know, every single day of my life. That was just, that was just part of it. You know, and I accepted that, mm-hmm. you know, but until I was shown that, that, hey, there is a separate way, you know, of life. Um, and when I fully understood that and had evidence of that, that's when, you know, I decided to make the change. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, we love the drugs, but eventually the drugs stop loving us. And I think it's it's like you and I, I think, and I'm going to use this term loosely got lucky because I never like Kevin OD'd, he died. You know what I mean? I never hit that point. I did when I finally got sober when I finally got clean I was um at a place where in a little while I wasn't gonna have family and I wasn't gonna have friends and you know I was able to function and hold on to the job barely you know I I think I got out right before I was I would have gone off the cliff you know and and I think I'm fortunate that way and it sounds like you may have been fortunate that way as well, unless um, <laughs> there's more to your story that we uh, haven't gotten to yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I, mean, Taylor, I, we're ready. I definitely, um, yeah, I, I mean, by the time I was 27, I, I was strung out on heroin, methamphetamine, crack cocaine. Um, the majority of my life was spent on a bathroom floor, uh, covered in dried blood, searching for veins, with swollen limbs. Um, there was no recollection of any type of a relationship to my family. Um, I couldn't hold a job. I was 145 uh, pounds. Um, how tall are you? And uh, I'm sorry. How tall are you? Oh, uh, how tall do I tell people? <laughs> no, I'm. 
Uh, I'm like 5'8", you know, 5'8", yeah, so 5'8", so still very, very low in weight. Um, you could see see the ribs, um, extremely malnourished. Um, and I'd accepted my, I accepted the fact that I was born to die a drug addict. You know, my life was supposed to be an example of how not to live yours. And that's ah, just kind of okay. where I was. And I figured, I figured that they were going to find me on the floor of a jack-in-the-box bathroom, dead like I found my best friend. You know, so um, I definitely had every reason to get out. My life on paper was absolutely miserable. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was tragic and, and, and you know, um, uh, extremely, uh, I guess, you know, uh, d- disgusting, really. You know, but the craziest part about that was I was living my dream life. You know, the first time I did drugs, I made a declaration to myself, oh, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. This is my identity. This is who I am. This is my career. Everything I do, everywhere I go, okay. everybody I'm around That's is going I... to be about this. That's where I misunderstood. Okay, so it's not that yeah. you didn't hit that point. It's you had just accepted, yeah. like, totally. This is what it was. Yeah, I was just psyched. Like, I was, I was almost, I was almost um, thrilled that I got to that point. You know, because this is what I wanted. This is, this is, you know, was it what I thought? No, you know, but I had come to a point where everybody knew I was a drug addict. Everybody had accepted the fact that I was never going to get sober. Um, and I was, you know, finally in a place where I didn't have to hide it anymore. I could do whatever I wanted. I could do all the drugs I wanted. And boom, <laughs> you know, like, like that, this you is what it was, you know. forced everyone else it, into compliance. Totally, totally. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of living my dream life, you know, and, um, and it was, it was comforting in a way, right. Because I knew I, I didn't have to worry about the unknown. I didn't have to worry about, you know, <laughs> anything else except for the fact that, you know, all I had to do was drugs for the rest of my life. And eventually I would die. Like it was, wow. cool. it was one goal, one goal. That was it. It was really, really simple. You know, what I had to do to achieve that goal on a regular basis was more difficult, but my responsibility was to get loaded until I died. And, that was it, you know, so, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I, it's crazy because I don't relate to that person anymore, you know, and it seems very, um, uh, foreign, you know, at this point, but I remember specifically thinking that, um, and, uh, I remember one time I even, I even prayed that, uh, I wish my parents didn't love me so much, you know, because, uh, then I could just do whatever I wanted, and that's right. a, that's a terrible thing, terrible thing to wish for, um, but, uh, along the way, um, at the age of 27, so, let me get back to a little bit. So it started, you know, at 12. Um, I got the opportunity to, to, to do some huffing and, and um, uh, you know, paint and uh, CO2 and things of that nature. Okay. Um, and uh, that was like, oh, okay. I, I, brief right. moments. Exactly. Brief moments of like not feeling like, you know, I was. And, uh, you know, and then I got into dare and they said, hey, if you do drugs, your life's going to change. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I want. You know, so I, I, you know, whether it was good or bad, I didn't care. Right. I just wanted it to change, you know, so, right. um, and they I mean, also told me, funny, hey, if you, but it's like, how no, things can yeah. backfire, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And they also, they said that, you know, if you do, if you, if you do drugs, you're going to be a junkie and you're going to get AIDS. That's, that's what the, the, the assembly said, you know, um, they were talking about sharing needles and stuff like that, but, right. um, and you're going to, you know, be push your shopping cart. And when I, when I did drugs for the first time and I was smoking weed and, and all that stuff, like that didn't happen. So I thought, that was a lie. They were holding this secret that's incredible, right? And then, oh my um, God, that is exactly what I said in my video. Kids are right? gonna go, well, totally. that was that was all BS. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Not yeah. gonna so, die. I'm sorry, you're not gonna die the first time. No, no. I mean, nowadays you very well could because of fentanyl and all that stuff. But yes. back then, that's that's not how it was, right? So, like, I I uh, I 
decided to, to take off with it, you know, and uh, it, it was difficult to get drugs every day at 12, you know, so I would say consistently, I was doing drugs at like 15, 16 ish, you know, every day. That's when like, I didn't, I wasn't sober a day unless it was forced upon me. Um, so, uh, but I was always searching right from that first time I was always scheming and searching and doing whatever I possibly could to, to change the way I felt with external substances. Um, so then like 16, uh, 15, 16 got into like raving and all that stuff. Uh, ecstasy still had a blast, dude. Honestly, still had a blast was working full time, uh, using all my money on the drugs. Just thought I had the rest of the world, thought the world owed me for whatever reason. I got really, I spent like 15 years becoming really good at playing a victim. Like had that down for sure. So, uh, totally, you know, went down that road that turned into, um, you know, the free base and the cocaine and, uh, and the hallucinogens and, uh, and eventually pain pills, you know, and, uh, the pain pills were like, this is it. I found it, found the one finally, uh, pain pills got expensive. Uh, that turned into the heroin, um, which we for the first time for smoking heroin. And then, uh, I got there and again, community, right. I was like, Oh my God, you're my people. And they're like, well, not necessarily. You're not one of us unless you use a needle. And I said, I'll show you. Right. So I left, Lord. used a needle, came back. Nobody cared. Like I thought they were going to, um, except now I had this full <laughs> other, you know, full blown addiction. Um, that's where the methamphetamine came into play. And then the crack cocaine again, uh, entered my life. Um, and then, you know, from the age of about 20, 21 ish, I 27, it was just, you know, consistently getting, uh, worse, um, by society standards for me, it was just the next natural evolution, you know, in, in my life. But, um, and then, uh, at the age of 27, again, got the opportunity to go to treatment one more time. Um, mom gets all the credit for all the support, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a hard subject there between enabling and loving and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but, um, so, uh, uh, I want to take in the opportunity, except for the fact that I was living at my, my, my drug dealer's house, like living, right. Staying, um, doing whatever he wanted me to do because I wanted the drugs. Um, I was staying there and, uh, and he was, you know, um, physically abusing his girlfriend on a regular basis. Um, and it was, it was horrible to watch, horrible to watch, but I wasn't, I couldn't do anything. I decided not to do anything, mm-hmm. right. Because I needed the drug again. Um, so uh, the only reason I left and went to treatment was because I didn't want to watch him do that anymore. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't watch him do that anymore. Um, and uh, I figured I'd go, I'd lick my wounds, right? I'd, I'd, I'd figure something out. I didn't plan on getting sober at all because it wasn't the drugs that I needed to get away from. It was him beating his girlfriend on a regular basis. Yeah. So went there. Uh, now, a lot of people asked me over, over the last uh you know, five years, they said, Taylor, what was your, what was the turning point, right? What, what was it? And I could never answer this specifically up until recently. Um, now this is where I feel I got lucky. This is, this is, this is the fortunate part for sure. Um, besides having a phenomenal mother, of course. Um, I happened to be in the right mindset, uh, in the right place at the right time and the right person said the right thing to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was this perfect storm of all, all these factors that came together. Um, I knew that I, I, I didn't care if my life got better, but I wanted it to change. Right. That, that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted it to change. didn't care if it got better. Um, I was in a place where I was exhausted. 
<laughs> and I was exhausted yeah. because going through that emotional traumatic environment that I was in, right? Um, uh, everybody there, I was in the right place, the rehab, they knew I was a drug addict. They already knew. So there, you're clearly, you know, have issues. Oh, right. um, and the right person, like uh, somebody who didn't know me, didn't know me beyond the fact that I was a drug addict. All he knew about me. Um, and what he told me, he says, Taylor, you're a cool guy. That blew my mind. I'd never been called cool in my entire life. Right. Right. I had ne never that, that I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I lost it. I just remember, I just remember bawling my eyes out thinking if this person who doesn't know me, the only thing he knows about me is the fact that I'm a drug addict and he thinks I'm a cool person and he is sober and awesome. Right. If he thinks I'm cool, maybe there is something that I'm not seeing. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something else. Right. And I got, I remember getting this warm feeling and thinking like, okay, okay, maybe, right? And at that point, I was out of detox. I wasn't physically dependent on the drugs anymore. So I remember thinking, what do I have to lose, right? What do I have to lose at this point? Worst case, right, we can go get loaded. The drugs are always going to be there. They've been the same for the last, you know, 12 years or whatever. So um, I'm going to give this a shot because I like the fact that he called me cool. I want to explore that, you know? Um, so that's when I, I, I made a conscious decision to, to, to give it a shot. Um, and things just started compounding, you know, the, 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 the good feelings really started happening. And that was the first time that I realized that I could feel connected, that I could feel a part of, that I had fun, that I laughed, that I smiled genuinely without drugs, you know, or without a substance. And when I realized that drugs are no longer the solution, right? Um, whatever that was happening here that was my solution um and that's where the shift happened and then i just went all in on that and i made that declaration again that the everything i'm going to do um and everybody i'm around and everywhere i go is going to make sure that i feed this feeling you know and and and, and the key thing there was he looked at me and he said you can help people and i said whoa 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 you got it you got it all wrong brother like i don't help i take I'm a taker. I take your time. I take your money. I take your trust and whatever else you got, buddy. I'm a taker. I don't help. I don't give. He goes, no, man, all you have to do is stay sober. And it clicked. It was easy at that point. It was simple. I didn't have to work that. All I had to do was stay sober. And I was, again, a part of this community, like with the drugs. All I had to do was do drugs. All I had to do was stay sober. And all of that, I got to help people, you know? Um, and so at that point, it was, it was a no-brainer, you know? And yeah, I had cravings. Yeah, I had that. But I was very aware of my goal and my goal was to keep feeling like this and help other people and when i wanted to get loaded i would ask myself is that going to move me towards my goal and the answer was absolutely not in fact it would do the opposite right <laughs> so uh i was able to overcome that with a clear understanding of my goal and you know uh to, uh to 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 realize what that solution was um it was really hard though i mean i remember crying because i'd never not done drugs right i was either planning on doing them or i did them i never i never tried to fight it Right, it was either like, right. you're going to have to wait because you're in rehab or in jail, but don't worry, you'll have it. Yeah. It was never, we're not doing it, you know? So, so I really used to, <laughs> yeah, so I would, I would, I would, you know, just used to describe it as somebody beating me in the face with a baseball bat telling me to get high, you know? That's, that's how it felt. That's psychologically how it felt, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to overcome that, when I did it once, uh, I ran to the back office of the rehab. I said, I want to get high. What the F do I do, you know? And bawling and just freaking out and like 
throwing stuff off the desk and they said just sit there sit there it will pass you know and that's insane it's never gonna pass and of course it passed right um uh i had evidence right there i had evidence hey it'll pass like that was it was it was horrible in the moment but it passed and the next time i freaked out i had evidence that it would pass you know so i went back to what was the evidence and what was my goal and how am i going to get there you know so uh that was really uh helpful for me in the beginning to understand you know that's something that i try to um you know uh um uh, uh explain to, to people that are in early sobriety you know what was it that allowed me to to, to accept that I don't know. I think it went back to a very, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, dedicated, you know, goal that I didn't want to get high anymore. And that, that's right. where people need to come to. It's I didn't want to get high anymore. And so I was willing right. to, yeah. I was willing to accept, you know, the reality of the evidence and, you know, the solution for my goal. So, uh, then life took off, dude, you know, it was a constant, a constant, uh, uphill, uphill climb from there. Um, I was accomplishing things. I was, you know, loving myself more and more and more as being, became proud of the person that I was. Um, the community was growing. The experiences were growing, um, healthy relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm a husband now, very happily married. And, and our, our relationship is, it's, man, it's, it's incredible, you know, to be able to communicate openly uh, with somebody on such a genuine and transparent level is, is phenomenal you know, um, um, and to enhance each other's life is amazing. You know, before the relationships were, <laughs> right? Like, uh, could you call them relationships? You know, they were uh, mostly just battlegrounds. Um, you know, love and compassion don't, don't survive in that environment, right? When drugs are their priority, you know? So, um, yeah, how we've been able to grow together and accomplish, um, obst overcome obstacles and accomplish goals and is, is phenomenal, you know? And then my, the ability to help has grown too. You know, with more experience comes, comes, you know, more value towards others. And that's why the, why I do the social, that's why I do the TikTok, right? You know, to be able to connect. Yeah. Um, um, what do you the, have, like 67,000 followers now? Something yes. Like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Really yeah. powerful video. Um, it was the one where you run into the room and you're yeah. like, don't scroll, don't scroll, don't scroll. And you talk about yeah. how important they are and how yeah. that made people yeah. cry. I mean, that video was huge. Yeah, and, and, and somebody somebody did that to me in person you know um they literally you know they they said almost those exact words to me when i was struggling i remember specifically in rehab they even ran into my into my room because i was like flipping out and i was like i'm gonna leave f all you like you don't know what you're talking about you know just because like because it happens right we get you know in our in our emotions and and we get blinded by anger or whatever or you know, mm -hmm. sorry, i can see for myself i did in early sobriety you know but they were they ran in they told me that's the exact thing you know this world needs you man you know it's gonna you're almost you're almost through it just just keep going you know and on the on the other side of this life is so beautiful man and don't worry you're gonna freak out again like it's gonna happen but but please understand like just believe me believe me like he asked me to do one thing and that was just believe him mm -hmm. you know and i could do that because i could see it in his eyes how 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 genuine he was being and the only motive for him was for me to survive and help other people that was it you know so that's really what i try yeah. to, to come across in those in, in those types of videos that know? makes sense that it happened to you real life because i think what was so powerful about that video is you could see the genuine emotion like you're talking to these you know millions of cyber people that <laughs> you know you can't <laughs> even see and yet it's so obvious that you really mean every single word in that video, you know? And I think 
you definitely should repost that one. But yeah, I, I think that's what made it yeah. so amazingly powerful. And it really hit a lot of people, which is awesome. You know, yeah. I do want to back up just for a second because totally. And and if since on the recovery scene we talk about addiction and sometimes there are parts of addiction that are really hard to talk about. So I always, you know, want to let my guests know if there's something that I'm like, what about this? And you're like, you know, that's too hard. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed okay. it was like this, 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 my best friend died and we're moving on. <laughs> like, uh, what, 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 yeah. like, um, and, and still that wasn't your sign. Right. right. Like that yeah. is how powerful this addiction is. Totally. You know, when I think about who yeah. my best friend was in high school, I loved her. You know, I loved her. I, can, yeah. I cannot imagine, you know, yeah. and, and yet still right. it was like, that's horrible, but you know, yeah. we're not stopping. So what, can you, can you speak on that about what happened? Yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, we were, we were in rehab together um, and that's where we connected, you know, right off the bat. It was just one of those, you know, rad people that, you know, uh, you, you could, it's crazy. Cause when we, when we get, when I got sober uh, and he was one of the people that, well, it was really hard to tell that you were a drug addict. You know, we, we cleaned up well, I guess. You could say, and that was, I guess the gift, the gift and the curse. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so in rehab, we just we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't feel like drug addicts. You know, we felt like just friends laughing and 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 you know making all these plans and all this stuff. Um, I got kicked out of that rehab and got loaded right away. Um, he was uh, still sober, you know, um, and uh, so I disconnected from him. Um, but I got the call one day that he wanted to get loaded, and um, I said no, I said, no, I'm not doing that with you, you know. Uh, and uh, so he he got loaded on his own, you know. And they they found him in a in a in a in a, in a bathroom, you know, in a fast food in a bathroom. Um, I guess he had been uh, there for almost two hours. It was like a single lock bathroom. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and something that's like, yeah. So uh, that was horrible, obviously, you yeah. know. And again, I was I I I was the victim, right? How could this happen to me, right? And right. and but uh, but something did come of that. We went to we went went to the funeral, and I remember the look on his mom's face. You know, I remember the look on his mom's face, and I promised uh, whatever faith I had at that point, you know, um, uh, that I, I my mom would never have that look on her face. Um. Uh, was I conscious of that on a regular basis? No, because I constantly put my life at risk, you know, but um, maybe just having that core value kept me alive in some situations that maybe wouldn't have others. I don't know, uh, because I, I did my heart failed, you know, my I, I you know, did enough meth and, and cocaine um, to uh, or crack and uh, to, you know, uh, uh, have a, I guess it was a constricted, maybe not failed, but had a constricted pulmonary vein in my heart. Uh -huh. um so it wasn't getting enough blood this is I, I this is what i remember um and uh, so it was working way harder than it needed to um and then add the the methamphetamine and, and the crack you know um and, and the heroin i guess the opposite heartbeats almost you know um mm -hmm. and i collapsed in a, a a hospital parking lot um and was you know in a uh in a coma for for a few days um so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that just subconscious will, you know, help, help keep me alive in those situations. But, uh, loss is very much a part of our lives now. 
you know, um, unfortunately in, in recovery. I made a few few videos about it, but it's hard, dude. It's hard. You know, uh, I I hate that one of the biggest things is, you know, um, buy a black suit because you're going to go to more funerals than, than you are weddings, you know? Yeah. And um, it's it's tragic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I was also told in the beginning, we don't get to pick our friends. We're stuck with whoever's left, you know, um, uh, and things like that. It, just, uh, it bugs me. You know, that's why I'm, I feel like I'm on the, the path that I'm on because I want to change that narrative so bad. You know, I really, yeah. really want to change that narrative, you know. Um, but uh, uh, back then it was I couldn't I couldn't handle it. Could not handle it. You know, I used it uh, as, 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 oh, as, yeah, a, as a excuse. Oh, yeah. It was a great excuse. It was a great excuse to get loaded. Um, didn't honor his memory at all. Um, uh, and um, it was just, you know, a, 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 another another reason to, to stay on the path that I was. Because, again, it wasn't fair right. and I was a victim and all that stuff. Uh, it would have been harder in sobriety, honestly. Um, Probably. Because that wasn't, that wasn't dealing with it, right? That was ignoring it and using it as an excuse. So, I mean, the emotions were, were whatever back then, you know, it was, but in, in, exactly. Yeah. They were hidden, you know, um, or they weren't understood or unrecognizable to me, you know, um, uh, being sober, they, they, it was way harder, way harder dealing with, I mean, I just recently, just recently lost a friend, um, to, uh, uh to suicide, you know, it was intentional overdose. Um, and, uh, and he was, is, you know, um, a, a, a very, very good friend of mine. Um, we connected and, uh, and that, that was the hard, that's, that's, that's the hardest or knowing, you know, knowing that, uh, that friends are going to die if they don't stop you and trying to prepare for that. Right. Um, because with fentanyl nowadays, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not, it's not a matter of, you know, if it's a matter of when, right. Um, when I was getting high, it's, it may sound stupid, but it was safer. It was safer to do heroin when I was doing it. You know, um, not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people uh, passed away. Um, uh, if we had a tolerance and, you know, we, you know, we're getting it from the same person on a regular basis. It was also using it, you know, we were, we were pretty safe, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. we're doing enough, doing enough mess to stop our heart from overdosing or stopping, you know, so it was, it was safer, which sounds crazy, but it was, you no, know, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, nowadays it's, it's just, with. you can have, yeah, you can have a, you know, people that are people that are not even uh, addicts. You know, they, they're doing coke on the weekends here and there, and they get they get a bag of fentanyl and they're dying. You know, so yeah. it's just drugs in general are are so dangerous. You know, so yeah. dealing with that is harder, right? Because I'm aware of my emotions. I understand, um, you know, what I'm feeling. Um, I know it's not gonna last forever. I know there's there's purpose behind it, but um, having that awareness of my emotions makes it a lot more difficult to deal with. Right. And then, you know, obviously not being able to numb it, you know, um, yeah. not wanting to. Right. Because, you know, you got to be healthy, you know, um, you have to go through the grief period to get you know, to the other side. So, um, yeah, it's definitely harder to deal with loss in, in, in sobriety than, than it was loaded. Right. Okay. Very so long winded answer to that. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's people need to hear that. But um, yeah. changing gears again. So, yeah. Come on now. So what are you doing now? So you, okay, where, where so, we at now? Where we at now? You got sober. Yeah. Where yeah, we yeah. at now? Or am I skipping yeah, something? Yeah, we can do that. 
<laughs> I mean, I yeah. So I was I was loaded, and then I got sober. Uh, life got progressively better, um, and uh, now we're now we're now we're here. All right. So, what are you doing? What are you doing now? So um, uh, now I am uh, I'm fortunate enough to be working um, uh, for uh, my my family's you know business. Um, great career. I love it. Um, it gives me a lot of freedom to uh, you know kind of really um, indulge in my hobbies, um, mm-hmm. um, which is which is fun. Um, and uh, I'm actually uh, I can't I the first of the month. Um, um, I'm, uh, you know, launching uh, something of my own, which is exciting. Um, so I, you'll, you'll, you'll see that, I'm sure. Um, uh, that's, you know, really, really, uh, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told a couple people. Like, I'll, I'll hype finally. it up, definitely. That yeah. would be cool. It will, it's geared toward adolescence, too. So it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely much needed in this space, definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in a nonprofit, you know, um, treasurer. Uh, of a nonprofit that is for you know helps adolescents in after school activities and you know we have a food bank uh, uh primarily for the elderly and the homeless and um um I get to you know be of service on a regular basis um I'm a product of you know the 12 steps so I'm, I'm involved in that um and uh and besides that it's just you know I'm just I'm cruising you know um yeah service uh, is so important service no matter yeah, and you don't absolutely. have to be in the 12 step programs to understand that like we take we put so much emphasis on us and we're so self-centered and you know it's me 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 and our addiction that we need to serve you know and and it sounds it sounds contradictory but it's almost like in order to really be a leader you have Mm -hmm. to know how to serve you have to be willing to serve others yeah yeah yeah, well, a leader doesn't necessarily need followers. They just need a high expectation of themselves and discipline, right? Like that's that's really the, in my opinion, at least, you know, mm-hmm. I think to, to hold on and to follow my my core my core values on a regular basis and become an example, right? And then others will, you know, um, want to know what you're doing because you're exuding some this type of confidence and and light, and you know, then that's how you know people are brought uh, to to you, and then you can. You know, if it works for them, it works for them, right? <laughs> but uh, services, I mean, you said something so important, right? Um, uh, I, I really, really try to um, um, have people experience service uh, like outside of the 12-step arena as well. Um, because my personal experience and what I've seen is sometimes we get, uh, I've gotten burned out or I've seen people get burned out on, on that environment. And then they come outside of that environment and they don't know how to, you know, take those skills in into right. you know the real world right or, or at least outside of that and so we're left with nothing you know and it's almost gotten me loaded in the past right because if i don't continue to do those things um then then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm a firm believer that i'm gonna get loaded you know so i think it's really important to to understand how to be of service in that environment as well in others um so we can you know make sure that we're you know staying spiritually full no matter where we are you know um but uh dude service is my favorite thing ever <laughs> yeah. even if it's just taking a new guy skydiving and saying hey check this out and then you know the the, the smile they have on their face after is yeah. incredible you know it's it's, it's it's you know intoxicating and to see others win that's 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 my goal that's you know the to, to see the complete and utter transformation of somebody that you know in in recovery um spiritually mentally physically you know professionally whatever it is 
it's it's really uh the at, at the core of what i want to do with my life yeah and that's phenomenal that you didn't you know you didn't how how long how much time do you have we didn't even say that oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh uh october 10th i got five years so october 10th 2015 is uh is my sobriety day yeah awesome congratulations that's yeah. awesome thank you oh yeah. i got one more question before you yep. leave oh and yep. then if you want to add anything you know please feel free yeah. we're coming it's a hot we're not coming it's the holiday season you know, totally. I love Halloween and I think I love Halloween because, you know, prove me wrong. It's the gateway to the holidays, right? We get it Halloween is, is yeah. done and now it's like, whee, you know, everything goes crazy. Exactly. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, et cetera, it can be really hard. First of all, it can be hard for somebody in recovery anyway, because, you know, you go to fam family, God love them. <laughs> the, the world isn't going to conform because we are in recovery yeah. you know and we go to the holiday gatherings and there's you know wine and there's whatever whatever your family is doing but even worse yeah. this year and some you know some people who are in recovery lost their family along the way they don't have anywhere to go but even now in 2020 yay yeah. 2020 <laughs> um yeah. with corona and everything and states on lockdown and you know, governor's trying to cancel Thanksgiving and, you know, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and some people are for that. And some people are high yeah. risk. And, you know, as addicts, we beat the crap out of our bodies. So I was yeah. fortunate somehow I didn't come out with a whole lot of health problems, but some people do, yeah. you know, yeah. and they can't yeah. go. So what advice do you have for somebody who's trying to hold on to their recovery? You know, especially yeah. those people who are new. I mean, for everybody, it, it can be, it's tough. Yeah. Up, but especially yeah. if they're new what would you say number one thing communicate regularly on, on however it is that you know how get uncomfortable and start communicating right now uh have a phone list of uh, however many people a day and just call them and say hey i'm just building the skill of calling you today right because most likely whether it's tragedy, whether it's feelings, you know, of, of disconnect, uh, whether it's extreme sadness um, during the holidays, there's going to be some type of feeling for anybody, you know, that that's early in recovery or in recovery um, or feeling of being overwhelmed or, or, you know, frustration, whatever, you know, get in, get in the habit of, of reaching out and communicating um, genuinely about where you're at. Right. Um, yes. If you're feeling sad, let somebody know you're feeling sad. If you're feeling frustrated, let somebody know you're feeling frustrated. Nobody can help you if they don't know where you are at mentally. Um, I think that's the number one uh, thing that even outside of the holiday season, people struggle with um, it's feelings of shame, feelings of guilt, feelings of being weak, feelings of being a burden, feelings of, you know, denial or, or, or um, depression. Um, it's, it's the number one thing that I see leads to a relapse um, or, or to, uh, you know, tragedy um, is, is a lack of genuine and transparent communication. So if I have one, <laughs> one thing that I can ask you to do, it's just please communicate genuinely and transparently on a regular basis. And beyond that, take action when you are presented with a solution, right? Because we can ask for help, but we need to then take that help. So okay, um, those are the things that, that I think. Write yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Presented with a solution. Everybody write totally, that down. Totally. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, so when somebody says, hey, go to a meeting, go to a meeting. You know, when somebody says, hey, help somebody else, help somebody else. 
when somebody says, Hey, I think you should journal journal, like nothing bad is going to happen from doing those things. Right. Right. Um, in fact, the opposite, if, um, you, you don't do them. So, uh, communicate and then put in action. Yes, exactly. Journaling is so powerful. It is such a powerful tool, you know, and oh, I, I, love it. I add, you know, forget, I'm so awkward on the phone. I mean, you know what, this is life and death. You know, what's embarrassing no. being found in a puddle of your own vomit, you know, totally. have your pants because you won't exactly. eat. That's embarrassing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Just yeah. saying, totally. you know, yeah. but Absolutely. you know, so yeah. yeah, well, Taylor, this was awesome. This is really, really awesome. Thank you so much.